0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Shona Ward. Well, um, it's good to be back, as they say. Um, so, yeah, as Pastor Paul said, I uh, took a step back to complete the degree that I'd started out on. Um, and thankfully I managed to complete that. Um, I now know that I really don't like essay writing. Um, especially academic essay writing. Um, but actually, going through that process um, has enabled me to just be more assured that actually I can do these things if I just take it one step at a time. When I set off to do the degree, I I was in a place um, where I wasn't really running with the vision, I, I would say. In in my heart of hearts, I'd, I'd kind of like got tired. There'd been a lot of things happening. Um, And God just spoke to me through um, Paul Minwaring, actually, when he came up for this, um, that actually I needed to look to the future with that confidence, with that certainty, with that hope. And I realised, well, maybe I really wasn't doing that. So um, I prayed about it and I chatted things through with Pastor Paul. And and we kind of like thought, yeah, well, maybe God is saying do the degree and try it. But I always thought, well, I'll dip my toes in and I'll do it just one step at a time. And much to other people's amusements because certain people were just going, oh, you'll finish it, you'll do it. And I was going, please don't do that. That's making me very anxious um, because I don't really know if I can do a degree or whatever. And the first year, um, I remember having a panic attack about doing, a presentation on PowerPoint, because I didn't know how to do it. Um, And I wasn't confident that I would ever learn how to do it. But um, big shout out to John Begin, who did an amazing tutorial. Um, And um, yeah, and so actually, my presentations were some of the highest marks I got. So, (laughs) so thank you very much, John Begin, for sharing your amazing skills. Um, So, Today, um, the new year, um, we spent um, Hogmanay um, slightly differently this year. We didn't travel up the length of the country because unfortunately that was not allowed. Um, And so we met in our little bubble um, and celebrated Hogmanay a little bit quietly. But one of the funny things was telling Alex Begin about first footing. uh, And Alex Begin, sorry. I've got my my, my boys mixed up. Alex Bryan, do apologise to my (laughs) son-in-law. He'd never heard of um, first-footing. So we were sort of like saying, well, it's traditional. You know, it's like somebody comes in and and blesses your house and they have to bring you coal because that means that you'll have warmth and they have to bring you, well, in our case, shortbread. But traditionally, it would have been bread. But so that you would have um, some food um, and... um, it had to be a tall, dark, handsome stranger, traditionally. Um, so whoever was the tallest, the darkest, and the most handsome in your family, if you, weren't, if you were having a small gathering, would get chucked outside so that they could be your first food and that would bless your house. Um, so it was, it, was quite, um, it was quite amusing to tell them all about it. So um, yeah, they actually did become our first foods eventually. But um, one of the things that I mentioned that is like, because at New Year, we always have this out with the old and in with the new. Um, and it's a time of, of reflection, really, and saying, what things do I need to leave behind? What things can I um, take forward with me? And in many ways, my degree had a bit of that. It was like, well, God was trying to take me into something new, um, I didn't really want to let go of the past bit. Um, Some of the things I did, some of the roles I did, had maybe got too big a part of who I thought I was. And so um, I wasn't really able to lay that bit down and then walk into the new. So um, when I was doing Bib 300, we did all about um, how when Jesus came, the Jews felt a bit the same as well. You know, they'd, they'd had their temple. It had been um, destroyed. They'd rebuilt some bits. There was, um, and then there was all this um, talk about this Jesus who was coming. And and who was this Jesus? Well, hold on a minute. He, he wasn't the right way. This wasn't how it was supposed to happen. Um, and when he started trying to tell them, to do things a little bit differently, they were going. Well, no, hold on a minute. We've got our, we've got our traditions over here. We've got the way we do things. It's all written in the book of Moses. You know, it's all here. This is what we do. And they and they struggled to let go of the old in, in order to move into the new. Um, so, part of that um, particular module, we we read a, um, uh, a book by a guy called um, Bruggeman and he he was. His um, talks were all about that. In order to have to move forward into the hope, you have to let go of the past. So it kind of like tied in a bit with the with the whole thought of letting go of something so that you can take up the new. In um, Kingdom Faith Yorkshire um, itself had been talking. We've been talking about going on to a new page and crossing the other side. Um, and sometimes that can leave you a little bit. Shaky, um, it can leave you a little bit. Ooh, ooh, but I like the the old. It's it's nice and um, and it's secure. Um, I know what I'm doing in that. Um, and so when you have to do something that's completely different, you can feel a little bit shaky. Um, we did we did a, a module um, called Mim 300, um, which I got a lot of, out of because it it talked a lot about change and a lot about different types of change. Um, and that helped me understand some of the things that God had been trying to do. So you have change. Change happens. We're, we're, you know, in the middle of a pandemic where change happens as we go from one tier to another tier, as the government um, discover new things and say, oh, no, that tier is not working. We need to make the rules about that tier different. And um, you've got, you know, one minute you're making plans to do something and the tear changes and you can no longer do that. So changes all around us. And for some people, that can be quite um, confusion and quite um, emotionally stressful and cause a lot of um, anxiety. So, um, but then some change is just natural. I mean, like if you have, for those of you who've um, got young children, I know there's quite a few in the, in the church, you know, like that can be, that can be a joy, but that you want your child to grow and develop in. And the stages that it's meant to grow and develop in. Um, and, um, and that's a natural that's good change. But for me, I had this um, what was called discontinuous change, where there's, it comes like one change after another after another, a bit like waves. And so, um, for some of the degree, emotionally and um, whatever, I was feeling quite anxious. Um, and that was causing, causing a lot of doubt and a lot of uncertainty in me. But as I read the, the course, and went through the course, I thought, oh, it helped me to understand who I am as a leader. Um, and I thought, oh, right, so this is how I am. And this is what change, how change affects me. Um, and I can choose to have a different um, way of coping with change when I know what's happening and actually how I am affected by change. So I found, I found that whole process really good. So coming into the new, where I'm, um, you know, stepping back into leadership, it, it feels like um, I'm kind of like in a new place. I've, I've become a new leader, as it were, um, although the old's not completely gone. I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> but but um, one of the things that I think I'd got ang- a bit of anxiety about was I wasn't the same type of leader as some of the other leaders, I say, like, you've got leaders who are very innovative and, um, you know, come up with masses and masses of great ideas and that, and I'm really not that kind of leader, but that doesn't make me not a leader, as it were. I'm just a different type of leader, so um, I thought, yes, some some leaders are thinkers, so I'd probably think, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit more like that. I'll Listen to what people are saying, take it all in, think about it, and then I'll come up with my um, thoughts on that, my my wisdom on that. But that might take a little bit longer than some of the more "yep, like this is it, we're going" kind of leaders. So, um, so we learn how to communicate better with one another, um, what it is that God's saying, and how it is that we need to go. So some of the things that um, God was saying to me through um, the degree was through some of the, the scriptures that He gave me. So Isaiah 57, where it says, "Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child," burst into song, shout for joy. Um, it's a verse in a scripture that's not particularly unknown to us at Kingdom Faith. It comes up um, now and again. Um, But then it goes on to that bit where it says, sing barren woman. It was like, yes, I kind of like remember Pastor Paul telling us all about what singing meant and twirling and neighing and all the different um, ways that you can sing. But then it goes on to say, enlarge the, the place of your tent, stretch your curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. And I think the whole degree for me was a whole of that, stretching and strengthening and spreading and, I think I remember saying to some people, yeah, I think I've stretched and pinged. Um, And maybe some of you are in that position as well. You know, maybe some of the things God's saying to you are stretching you and you might feel that you're being pinged. But um, I'd say there is hope for you because the next bit says for for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. There's a reason why God is stretching us. There's a reason why he says enlarge. There's a reason why he says um, move on. There's a reason why he takes you through things. Um, we all know that verse in Isaiah, it says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are much higher than your ways. Um, and I've discovered this. When God wants to do something in you and work something in you, if he wants to add something to to you, um, whether it be in character or skills or, you know, developing you as a person, it's like his ways aren't necessarily the ways that that we would do them. Um, he, He takes us on a journey and he does it in a way that you kind of like, you get somewhere and then you go, Ah, that's what he was doing. At least wise, that's, that's how I process some of this stuff. So another um, scripture that God gave me was 2 Peter 1.5. So um, this was adding to. Um, so it says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance, that fantastic, wonderful word and to um, perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities and increase the measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, God wants us to be effective and productive in our knowledge of him. Our knowledge is not meant to be knowledge just for the sake of knowledge. It's meant to lead us into something we're meant to become effective and productive and where I was perhaps thinking I'm not being very productive I'm not being very fruitful God was sort of like showing me no actually you are because I'm adding to your faith all these other things I was um, I was prayer director before I stepped back and for a lot of that 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 was kind of like where I saw myself, my role, my, you know, my being, as it were. And so God was just saying, no, 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 that's just something you were doing at the time. And sometimes you just have to let go of that so that I can add something to it. And then you can go on and be even more fruitful, even more productive. So it might be that there is an area in your life, there might be um, a place of work or employment or something where you think, oh, yeah, I'm effective here, I'm good here, this is where I work. But it doesn't mean that that God won't do something that will mean that you will become even more fruitful and even more effective if you're willing to let go of the things that he's trying to um, get you to let go of. There was a a picture um, that was on Facebook quite, quite a bit, and it was a picture, it was meant to be Jesus, um, standing before a girl who had a little teddy bear. And Jesus, it was almost like Jesus was asking, give me the teddy bear. And the little girl was holding on to it so tightly. But what she didn't see was the huge teddy bear that Jesus wanted to then give her if she'd given, given her little teddy bear away. And sometimes I think it can be a little bit like that. We can be a little bit, oh, but I want to hold on to this bit. But God's saying, no, I've got something far, far bigger for you, far, far Greater for you. So um, yeah, one of the one of the other scriptures that um, became very meaningful to me was Psalm forty two. Um, so deep calls to deep, and the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. And sometimes that's how change makes you feel that there's waves and there's breakers and you're kind of like swamped with things, and you can't really um, you can't really get your feet settled. But it's like God Himself, in all of that, took hold of me and set me on the solid ground. Set me on the solid ground of what His Word says about us. What His Word says about us. Like we are chosen. We're His beloved. We're cherished. He will never leave us, he will never forsake us there's so many good, amazing promises that are actually who we are because that's who god's made us to be so um, so yeah, so that was that was a a kind of like a lived it out experience, if you like um, so maybe if you see people and you think oh they're they they're not quite um as solid as they used to be, what well, you know just ask God, what, what are you doing in them, God? What are, you, what are you doing in them so that you can then draw alongside them and help them um, get back on the solid ground of of where they're meant to be? And um, praise God, we have got an amazing church family who do exactly that. They There are so many people who will just come alongside you, have a chat with you, just ask you if you're all right, just keep you on the right track. Sometimes it just... Even that, oh, you know, so what's God saying to you today? Or, you know, because maybe actually that's what they need. They need to get their focus back on what's God doing in your life? What, you know, how's God speaking to you? Um, And then we can discern together, as Pastor Paul was saying. Now, so one of the things that, um, that God was saying to me was about just getting rid of little things, getting rid of... Rid of the little things that come in and try and steal or kill or destroy the the things that you 're trying to big uh, to build up, remember when we had all that talk about Nehemiah building up the walls and and you had um, the enemies who would come in what do you think you 're doing? You feeble thing that you 're building, even a little fox could come in destroy that thing, and you know while, while we might um, smile at that actually it's the little things that come in and and spoil their and spoil what what it is that that god's trying to build you know um so god just reminded me that um that when we're as part of a church crossing over to another thing with um, another page or at the other side we're actually doing that together we we all do it together we're not we're not meant to be well, you know, all for one and one for you know myself, thanks very much we, it, it doesn't matter. god doesn 't want just a few people to get to the other side. He wants us all to get to the other side so it 's like we're because we are built as living stones because we 're all getting built together, what how we are affects one another and affects the walls and affects how we 're building so when you get um, when you get into um, the book of Peter. And he says, therefore, rid yourself of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of any kind. These are these are kind of like the things that are the little foxes that can come in and destroy the vine, can come in and destroy what it is that God's trying to build up. So we re- we need to be, I guess, like really honest with ourselves and understand what our emotions are and say, no, actually, that's just envy. Oh, that's jealousy. Oh, right, I need to get rid of that. Um, and, you know, like, like sometimes that like manifests, it, it's because you've not um, forgiven somebody for something, but it's maybe because you've just not been aware of your own hurt. Um, there was a, quite a few things that I realised over all these different waves. It was like, oh, actually, that hurt me. And, oh, that, the way that happened really hurt me. Oh, right, well, I need to forgive that. I need to forgive that person and I need to let go of that because I need to walk free of that and i'm not i I don't want the what God's building to be destroyed just because you know I hold on to that bit of whatever I'm holding on to It's just like let it go, as someone once famously sang here, just let it go or uh, as we we sang in worship this morning, you know nothing else matters but to meet him face to face, and you know at the end of the day if we have unforgiveness in our heart and it manifests in all these malice and deceit and hypocrisy or whatever, you kind of like think, you know, we're stopping it. We're stopping ourselves from meeting with God face to face. And that is actually what we're created to be and to, to meet. And we're stopping the building growing up the way that, that the building is meant to be growing up. So, um, one of the things I think that um, I, uh, I remember from, from last year, which is quite apart from the, from the degree, was um, a talk that Pastor Paul gave on, and it was more like a drama. Do you remember when he had the different people and it was like Jesus and the disciples were walking and they were going through these different people. And it just showed me how um, that's how we're meant to live. That's how we're, I'm meant to be. And it really, really spoke to me deeply that actually that's how I'm meant to be with people. That's how I'm meant to, to be. That's how I'm meant to forgive people, you know, restore people, um, bring them hope and bring them joy, um, bring them that freedom or bring them that healing that, that they need. And, and I just thought, yeah, it's like, don't lean on my own understanding. You know, I could go, oh, you know, I've got a degree now. I can, I can, I can use all that knowledge and, you know, I can, I can, you know, and I could be leaning on that knowledge and that wisdom that I've got from there. But actually God says, no, don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all that you do, in all of your ways. So whatever it is you're doing, whether you're working, you know, like I've, I've gone back to work and I'm now working um, as a medical receptionist again. So if I'm there I'm ministering just as much as I'm here ministering this way. And, and, you know, and I'd really encourage people, take hold of what it is that God's got you doing where you're doing it. That's where you're meant to be. That's how you're meant to blossom. And that's how you're meant to um, minister the gospel um, there. So another another thing um, that... Um, I like to do is, is keep fit which hasn't been easy and, and didn't work very well during the degree at all it has to be said <laughs> um, because every time I tried to get fit I found um, my knees would go or something would happen or there'd be all these deadlines um, and so I couldn't get fit because I needed the time to to study to read to to write um, but actually, I do like getting fit. And, and when I do get fit, because I am getting slightly older than I was um, when I used to play hockey, I, I take care, try and take care of my knees and my, my feet by having the right footwear when I'm going out running. So, you know, I, I can do that and I can, um, you know, do the couch potato to the 5K. Um, and I, I could read all about that, but actually getting fit is something I have to do. I can't, I can't get fit for anybody else. I can't, my, me being fit won't make you fit. You have to make yourself fit. Um, so, you know, you, and but I, like, I like jogging. I like being out on the open air. Um, I've got a beautiful bay that I can go running around or Peace Home Park, it's great. Um, but for other people, that's just like an absolute nightmare. No, thank you very much. You know, but they might like going out on a bike. They might like going to the gym. They might like taking part in classes. They might like walking. There's all sorts of different ways of getting fit. And if you're trying to get like spiritually fit, don't be afraid of you getting spiritually fit in a slightly different way to somebody else because we're all made differently, but we're all made to be part of a body, to grow together. Um, So this verb in Hebrews First um, in Hebrews, uh, where it says in its ten nineteen to twenty five, it says, "Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is His body, and since we have a great High Priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart." And with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together via Zoom or via WhatsApp or in your permitted walking distance at the minute, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, Pastor Paul mentioned earlier about, you know, Jesus is coming back. That's, that's our hope. That's, our, that's our lo- something that we're looking forward to. Um, but it should spur us on. We should try and spur one another on to, you know, to do these things. Um, we we have, we have a great joy. Philippians says that we have. We, there is a joy in being of the same mind. There is a there is a, there is a joy when we maintain that unity of love that that we have in the church. We that it's like we have that one purpose of enabling the word of Jesus, the the, the gospel, to be spread so other people can know just how amazing Jesus' love for us is. Um, Colossians 1 says that we should walk worthy because if we walk worthy, then we will be fully pleasing to God and we will be fruitful. We will increase in the knowledge of God and we will be strengthened with all might. Last week, um, Paul Manwaring brought that talk, didn't he, on um, the different postures that we can have. I took a screen print and then printed it out so that I could... I could um, have it. But I thought, yeah, there, there are some things that you know we might need to, to lay down. There might be some stuff that, that we need to you know, stand on. Like we're saying, what are we standing on? We're standing on solid ground. We're standing on the solid ground of his love and his acceptance of us, what he sees us as. And we're running with a vision. Kingdom Faith Yorkshire has a vision. Um, you know, We call it the, the Dare to Dream. But we're all in this vision together it, it's not like we can all have like individual dreams. Um, you know, I'm, you know, my son's um, wedding that was meant to be this year has been postponed due to all the um, coronavirus restrictions and quarantines and things like that. Um, but, you know, like we're going to we're going to they are going to get married um, and I will be at that wedding in a dress with less weight than I am currently at. You know, it, it's a silly vision, but it's, you know, it gives you a goal, it gives you a purpose. And, you know, but we've got, a, we've got a vision as a church that is far, far bigger than just what's happening here on earth. You know, there, there's, there's that vision of meeting God in glory um, that we did in the worship today. It was just, it was just amazing. So, um, so, yeah, so the, the last three years of doing a degree have taught, taught me an awful lot. But they haven't, in one sense, taught me anything that's new, if you know what I mean. Because it's like, what's in the word isn't particularly new. And there's some things that we know that we know. But I think sometimes God just sends an emphasis. So at the beginning of the new year, um, where we look forward. It's like, well, what are you going to lay down for this new year? What are the things that you want God to add to you this new year? How are you going to be? How are you going to develop as a person? Um, what are you going to do to help spur on those round about you, um, and encourage those, um, round about you? Um, Christine Kane, I'll finish with this because she's, I like some of what she puts up. She put up a little, um, a little thing on Instagram um, and it was just using some of the scriptures to, um, to see what help you look forward to something. So it was like, set your mind, fix your eyes, guard your heart, lift up your hands, restrain your feet, Stand firm, hold your tongue, and incline your ear. So um, set your mind is from Colossians 3.2. Just um, fix your eyes, this Hebrews 12.2. Guard your heart, Proverbs 4.23. Lift up your hands, Psalm 63.4. Restrain your feet, Psalm 119, verse 101. Stand firm, is Ephesians 6.13 hold your tongue, Proverbs ten nineteen, and incline your ear, Isaiah 55, 3. And I just thought, it just like, you could even just choose one of those things and think, right, I'm going to set my mind on the things above. You know, I'm going to fix my, my eyes upon Jesus. You know, I'm going to guard my heart from any of those little foxes that come in and try and um, ruin that heart. I'm going to lift up my hands, lift up those holy hands to God. You know, I'm restrain my feet. It's like, I'm not going to go where I'm, where I know it's unwise to go. I'm going to walk um, where he tells me I can walk and I'm going to hold his hand and let him be the good shepherd who leads me and stand firm in who I am, standing firm in our identity, standing firm in our, in our, in that um, place of being loved and being accepted. Um, Ephesians 1 says that, you know, we're blessed with all the spiritual blessings. That like we don't just get one or two, we get all of them, Um, and that is just incredible. That just you know, my mind can't really comprehend that 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 God would give us all of that all of that. Um, So at the start of this new year, um, I hope this brings you some encouragement that no matter what things God's maybe stretching you with, or you know, telling you to lay down, there is hope for a, a future, and there's a There's a real reason and a real purpose behind everything that God's asking you to do. Um, Because, yeah, we're crossing over the other side together. We're going forward together um, and we're being built up together. So um, that's everything from me. Um, And um, we'll see you next week, I guess. So God bless everybody.